Stephen Grotes on SAFM. Good morning. 19 minutes now to 7 the time. 086-000-2032. Well, an important ruling in the High Court in Joburg yesterday. That saw Judge Roland Sutherland ruling that the attempt by Zuneid Morty and the Motti Group to prevent the Amabungani Centre for Investigative Journalism from publishing reports about the group through an ex parte process was a most egregious abuse of the process of the court. The Motti Group had won an earlier ruling after a judge had not heard the argument, had not heard the side of Amabungani. The Motti Group says Amabungani has stolen some of its documents and is reporting from those documents. Amabungani says these are leaked documents. The judge has ruled leaked documents are not the same as stolen goods. The chief executive Executive Officer of the Motti Group is Dondo Mohajani. Dondo, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen, and thank you for having me, and good morning to your listeners, too. You must be disappointed with this ruling. <laughs> not really, not really disappointed. Of course, I am a little bit disappointed, but look, Stephen, this is the first round, uh, and I think it's important that we must, you correctly said, we've, you know, uh, you know, I would believe in whistleblowing, number one, and we as a group believe in whistleblowing. It, it must be supported. It's part of our makeup of democracy, no doubt. But however, our argument, as you correctly state, is that these are stolen documents and there's a criminal procedure against one of our former employees, Mr. You know, Clinton van Niekerk. And I think that on its own uh, provides an, us an opportunity to further take the case forward. I think, firstly, this is the first round, Stephen. It's the first round and I think the judge did not make a factual finding uh, on the position of stolen documents. Uh, he he simply you know talked about the expert application. He focused on the technical aspects around 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 the process itself. So I think we will uh, considering our legal options and we even thinking uh, Stephen now to actually approach the constitutional court because here it's a matter of right to privacy. It's got nothing to do with press freedom. It's got nothing to do with whistleblowing, which I'm saying we agree to. The issue here is about right uh, to privacy, and that I think must be tested in a constitutional court. We still believe, by, by the way, that, um, you know, Stephen, it, it is still unlawful, um, you know, that any media house to publish and make use of stolen documents, as I said. And I think this is important that uh, we must consider. We Finally, we also think that uh, there's no hierarchy of rights under the Constitution. I think we're all the same, and, and our rights are protected by the, you know, democracy. I mean, the Constitution that we so hard uh, fought for, uh, you know, and, and we all of us believe in it. And 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 here, as I say, it's, it's strong, um, you know, le- we believe that strongly that legal issues at play and needs further consideration and testing by the Constitutional Court. So so I think that that's basically our stance at the moment to say that it's good, it's good for our democracy. I like it because, uh, you know, it actually te- tells us that uh, you know, everyone has got the right to approach the courts. Mama Bungani did that. We did that. Ex parte application is provided for in law, no problem. But however, it should be viewed like that. It shouldn't be viewed what, uh, you know, the, the approach that Mama Bungani has been using in the past to paint us as being gagging the media, to paint us as being, you know, anti-constitutional, if you think about that. Because, uh, you know, we, we are not about to, to take away so, so it or wasn't... deny the opportunity to actually report. Okay, but it, it wasn't Amabungani who said that. It was the judge who said it was the most egregious abuse of court process. Why, you you the ones who went to court and made sure Amabungani did not know that you were going to court. Why would you do such a thing? Look, I think it, it, it must be noted, uh, uh, you know, uh, Stephen, that 
the ex party application was launched in response to Amabungani's confirmation that his journalists were in possession of stolen documents. They did that in their own publication. Well, 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 well they're stolen and there's Even, whistleblowing. And the judge said specifically yeah, that, they, that, that the, no, the leaked documents are not the same as stolen goods. No, no, I'm talking about before. We, um, you, you asked me a question as to why did we go the application, the ex party application mm. route. I'm saying we did that at the time because... Uh, you know, they confirmed that they've got the imposition of stolen documents at the time. Remember, the judge in this case has not come in. Only then to attach the stolen documents in the article. Then we said, this is becoming serious because they have documents. They have got our proprietary information. They've got personal documents. They've got employment contracts. They've got my employment contracts, I can imagine, you know. They know now how much I earn. They can say anything. They can start writing things about. So my point was, as a result, we then went to court on those agent bases. And then the judge granted, uh, you know, uh, this, this, uh, in the, uh, you know, confirmed this expert application. So don't, I think we shouldn't paint this process as being a secret process. It's provided for in our legal system. You know, everyone but, must but know it was, that. But it was an abuse, Stondo. I mean, come on. The judge said it was an abuse. He was very, he was very concerned about it. It was an abuse. I mean, surely you have to accept that it was an abuse. You shouldn't have done it. Look, look, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm, I'm not about, I'm not a judge, I'm not a lawyer, but the reality here is that we approach the same judge, Stephen, we approach the same judge with our application. I can imagine he allocated the case, the same judge, to our application. And after that, we then went to court. And he, you know, I can imagine, I don't know, that's why I say, I don't understand the process there. But the reality is that the same judge allocated the case the same judge allocated the approval to go. And then we then exercised that legal right. A few weeks later, the same judge then ruled in this way. It's okay. The reality here is that I'm happy that the justice is taking school. I'm happy that our constitutional democracy, I'm happy that our legal system is functioning. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But the reality is that we will obviously approach the higher constitutional court for actually this to be tested further. That's all I'm saying for now. Okay. Um, there's a lot of legal precedent that goes against you, particularly on the issue of whistleblowing, particularly on the issue of leaked documents. A lot of that legal precedent was actually quoted in yesterday's judgment. Aren't you just wasting money to appeal? Look, as I say, I think that for us, it's an issue about right to privacy and stolen documentation and that, as I say, there's no hierarchy of rights in, in our constitution. That's, 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 that's what I'm saying, we must test this. And please, I mean, the, 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 the Amabungan, I understand they will start writing, they started writing, which is okay, it's normal. And I don't think Stephen, I mean, Clinton Van Hickel is a whistleblower. We still maintain that. He's not a whistleblower. He stole information. He sold information for personal gain. Whistleblowers don't do that. But he, he didn't sell it to Amabungani. No, no, I'm saying the, the, the origins of the documents, the origins of the 4,000 documents that were downloaded illegally by him, in that case, he was not acting as a legal. The company, legal system, our legal system provides for Stephen, what's his name? Um, Clinton Van to have approached us, to have approached me at the time, because I was there at the time, to say, look, uh, I'm of the view that certain the certain abuses here of the system, the certain processes that are not in line with our law, whatever it is, he didn't exercise that right. Instead, he stole. He gave this to our, uh, you know, ex, uh, you know, you know, the group's ex, uh, you know, uh, partner, partner, and then, then at the end of the day, the information ended up with the sentry. 
the in information ended up in Amabungani. Yes, it could be. It could be that Amabungani, someone just leaked the information. It's a different case. But I think as much as I agree that, and I, as I said, we are, I, I personally support whistleblowing. I personally supported Amabungani. In the past, I personally collaborated and cooperated with Amabungani in my previous role. Mm. But the reality here is that there's a slight difference. And we want to test that in, in the legal okay. system of that we provided for in terms of our rights as individuals as, as companies. All right. Dondo, there's something, um, as, we have, as we have you, um, there's something about the sort of record that I, I feel I must correct about what happened. And the last time we spoke about this issue on air, we spoke to your boss, Sinead Motti. I'm sure you're aware of the interview. I don't know if you listen to us every morning, but uh, you, you might well be aware of it. And there's a part of that interview that I feel I must address. So during the interview, I asked Sinead Motti about a relationship he had with a man called Jonathan Epstein. You may remember all of this. I think it was before you joined the Motti Group, Dondo. But he was representing... Long, long okay. before, sure. But he was representing Investec. They were negotiating with Motti about the two and a half billion rand it was more than that. But the billions that Morty owed Investec. Morty, so Morty is negotiating with Investec. Their representative is this man, Jonathan Epstein. Morty had led Epstein two and a half million rand, and Epstein eventually went to work with Morty. Now, during the conversation, I'm about to replay a small part of the interview. During the conversation a month ago, I asked Sunaid Morty if Investec knew that the person representing them owed him two and a half million rand. Whilst this was going on, Jonathan found himself unhappy there. With Investec's permission, and at that stage, the MD of the bank's permission, he came to work for me because he had institutional knowledge and was able to assist their team in resolving matters amicably. Obviously, we done a transaction that was concluded amicably, and he was in work for me. It wasn't a surprise, man. The guys every day were meeting with him, meeting with my legal team, meeting with me, and we with them. It wasn't a secret. They knew about these particular issues. The loan, they were aware of it at the same time. So, you know, if there was any difficulty with Investec, as an example, there would have been some sort of repercussion and recourse by them. There were no issues. It was quite open. So they, so they, this is very important. You say they knew about it. Of course. And they knew that he was going to work for me. I asked their permission. They were happy with it. Okay, so the word that he used there was, of course. But in fact, Dondo, it turns out Investec have confirmed through a statement they did not know Epstein had been lent money by Motti when he was representing them. They said clearly, this is the quote, we were not aware of the loan agreement with Walid Holdings, a part of the Motti group. Once we became aware of the loan agreement, we immediately began an investigation into the matter. Mr. Epstein ceased to be employed by Investec prior to the conclusion of the investigation. So, Dondo, do you have any... Uh, uh, response to this because it seems to me I, I, that Sunaid Motti may have lied to us. No, no, no. I, I don't think uh, you know. We, I can conclusively, you can conclusively say that unless if he comes back online, you interview him on this particular matter. Um, obviously, I, I as as you correctly said, I, this happened long before I came in, and I wouldn't, I would not. Um, I mean, I would not know what he was doing, when he was doing, at what point in time. So I think it's better, Stephen, to just get Sunaid Motti back on 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 air. Uh, engaging with this, let let him name people in Investec, let him name whoever he has engaged with at Investec, because obviously if he says, of course, it means he was talking with proper conviction to say that they were aware. I'm not aware if they were aware, but the reality is that I think he must come back on, on online and then you engage with him and then you, okay. you know, let, let the be told. All right. I mean, I fully accept that. I would like to ask you a personal question, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. You, you, yep. are a you were a former director. The last time we spoke to you, you were a director general in the National Treasury. And you will be well aware of the, I'll use this word, the esteem 
to which the national treasury is held in this country by many people. I think it became mm-hmm. quite a surprise that he went from the national treasury to the CEO of the Motti Group for whatever reason. And people have different views on things. You know this. I'm sure people have asked you. You know. So, so here's the question: Are you absolutely comfortable and confident that the Motti Group? before you were employed and while you are employed as its CEO has conducted itself in an ethical manner? Look, I said I said before when I was interviewed, I don't know if it was by, my, but of, of course not you, maybe other people. I said it's important to recognize and know that I sat down with Zunaid for over two years. We, we, you know, he was asking me to please come and assist him. Obviously, there are challenges, there are go- governance challenges in the in the group. They are, they are, you know, they, they, we have to, you know, reignite the business, reposition the business in particular ways. And can I come and assist? And and obviously, I had to do my own checks. I had to do look answer the same questions that you're asking. What will it mean? What does it mean if a former DG comes in? Yes, it means all of these things that people have good good views about. The reality here is that I think I I took a view that says here's a business. And I'm going to fix it. I'm going to assist it. And I did say, by the way, in some other platforms that if in any way I feel uncomfortable with what I have seen, with what I've known now, I will walk away. And and the reality is that here I have a business that I'm, I'm currently running. And it's not easy, as you can imagine, separating functional. It's a family group. It's a small business. You know, and when, when, when reality struck and, you know, some of the banks, I won't mention them by name, some of the banks uh, closed the you know bank accounts of his children, two year old, ten year olds, twenty four year olds, etc. When they closed their businesses, look, don't come, please. Can can you assist me? I'm suffering as Zunit Moti for his. I'm, I'm uh, you know I'm suffering. My children are suffering for the sins of their father. Stephen, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a human being. I've got emotions. I'm a parent, um, and and I, I I I I'm unlike other people who believe you know in what they believe on this matter. I took a decision. Yes, I was DG of National Treasury. Yes, the certain you talk about how Treasury is viewed. Yes. And here it's also about me saying, I'm going to help a person. I'm going to help a business to fit. And I did, by the way, and I'm doing it every day of my life there, where I'm streamlining processes. I'm meeting bank CEOs. I'm meeting banks. And I'm saying to them, guys, is there anything that this business from your eyes that is doing? Can I fix some of the things? I'm not going in there naive. I will speak and I'll use, and the reality is that I am using the contacts that I'm having in the South African business landscape and government landscape and whatever. I'm using those to assist me in understanding how to approach this thing. It's not an easy task, but the reality here is that, and there are good fortunes. Like, I mean, I've transitioned from being a public servant for 23 years with record I've never, I've never, and I'm seeing it on radio here. I've always and ensured. That's why I said earlier on. I made sure that I'm a Bungani. I supported them, and I'm supporting them. And I support whistleblowing. I was right at the center of the Gupta Gate, uh, you know, uh, you know, issues. I was at the center. I was at the treasury at the time. I, I engaged. I actually made sure that we run a clean government, and I'll do the same here. If there's any wrong, if I'm not succeeding. And I've obviously gave myself some targets, Stephen. If I'm not succeeding, but currently I'm telling you, the business has got individuals, people, it employs a lot of the people here and in Zimbabwe. And I'm telling you, for me, it's, it's a challenge that I'm prepared to take. People say, don't why do you need this stress in your retirement age? You know, I'm almost 54, by the way. The reality is that it's a challenge I'm taking, 
there's no speck of any wrongdoing on my side. There's no speck of any wrongdoing that I've seen as yet, and I'm dealing with it every day. The reality is, and I'm, I was happy, I said to Zunaid, you come, I, if I come in, please move out. And he did. Obviously, it took some time because I had to understand the business. And I said, give me the space to run. Give me the space to exercise what you're asking me to do, to save the future of your children and the future of many employees at Moti Group. I'm doing that. For me, it's an emotional thing, and I'm addressing it. And yes, there is personal criticism from many South Africans. It's fine. But I'm resilient in this way. But again, I'm saying, if there's any speck of wrongdoing, I will certainly move away from this because I think it's important that we recognize. And I'm not going to throw my legacy, 23-year-old legacy uh, that I've acquired in the in the work in working for Treasury, and throw it in the rubbish bin. I'm not going to do that. But it's a challenge I'm prepared to take. And yes, if other people have got their own views about Zunaid and their own views and not understanding the man that he is or the family that he, that they are, some people think this is a crime organization. Some people think this is a family crime syndicate family. Some people have got views about this. But the reality is that I'm here as an individual. I'm here working with competent young people in the business, right. competent people. But right. I'm, I'm a challenge I'm prepared to take, and I'm, I'm doing that right now, Stephen. All right, Dondo, thank you very much indeed. Dondo Mokhajani there, uh, speaking, of course, as CEO of the Motti Group. Your thoughts, 86 2032